1: And once again, the KDK Radio Storm Center opened this morning. Because of the frigid weather, there are many, as Paul Rasmussen indicated, hundreds of school delays. The big closure, of course, the largest school district, Pittsburgh Public Schools, closed today, uh, second day in a row. And you can get the entire list dot com. brought to you by Mr. Reuter and by the Generator Super Center.
2: There's a. Um Fascinating, uh, dramatic, a story evolving in uh, Washington, PA, in Greene County. This hospital, Washington Hospital, Larry, it's been around 125 years. And it's funny how personal these things get. My brother is actually in this hospital all the time when he's doing his job. And the doctors, he say, are amazing, amazing. And the service is amazing. And honestly, no exaggeration, no hyperbole because of Medicare Medicaid reimbursements because of the structure of health care right now, employee costs, you name it. They're in jeopardy, quite frankly, in financial jeopardy. You don't need, need to hear that from me. Hear it from Brooke Ward. Good morning, Brooke. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. He's the Washington hospital president. I do not wish to nor do I intend to put words in your mouth. But is it fair to say that hospitals like yours are in jeopardy all over the country, sir?
3: Absolutely. The healthcare industry is struggling financially. I think the pressures with inflation, workforce issues have really taken its toll on our our industry. And in our industry, we can't increase prices. So revenues flat, expenses continue to go up. And that's really our story. And it's pushing us to a point where we're struggling. The good news is we've run the organization well. We have very little debt. We have uh, money in the bank. And as I've said, we've saved for rainy day. Unfortunately, it's a monsoon, and it's the beginning of monsoon season, and it's going to be a problem very quickly.
1: And mm. exactly after COVID mm. impacted and a lot of federal money came in to help support through the system. But on the other end, as Marty pointed out, this is an issue being felt around the country, even with the larger groups. I mean, uh, what is the solution? I'm hearing that the payer issue of, of being reimbursed for what you are doing isn't matching what the actual cost and need is. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible.
3: Yeah, it's difficult. A lot of the national payers pay us based on a percentage of Medicare, and Medicare doesn't often increase rates. Matter of fact, in the last year, I think the federal government increased Medicare rates by 1% uh. in a time period when we had a 7% inflation. So if you get a 1% increase from Medicare, you're likely, because your contracts with Aetna, United, Cigna are also based off those, you're getting a 1% for them as well. So it's nice to get a 1% increase. But again, when your expenses are going up 7 8 9%, you just can't keep up. And that's the issue with hospitals across the country. I think it's estimated that 30% of all hospitals across the country and in the Commonwealth are at risk of closing in the next year to two what? years isn't there what? something politically 30 percent 30 percent is uh the number that we're hearing across the the state Jeez. and across the nation right now my god
1: what what has been the reaction the to our elected officials to this crisis
3: uh. well i think it's a tough situation for everyone including them and and you know when i interact with our elected officials they're obviously concerned they're open to ideas um, you know, but they 're in a tough spot as well, you know because they have a budget they have to deal with, and so you know i don 't want to speak for them uh, you know I respect and and you know and like our elected officials and i'm i 'm trying to work with them as much as possible, but sure. you know i got to focus on our issue, which is the immediacy you know. There, there's another hospital in our Commonwealth here in the last couple of months who had to start a GoFundMe page Whoa. to try and get money to make payroll, and I don't want us to be in that situation. So our administration, our board is looking ahead, and we know we have probably two to three years before we're in very serious trouble where we would have to essentially shut down the organization, pay off debt, lay off 2,700 people, close services that are critical to the community, abandon dozens of facilities, including the main hospital, and just watch the economic devastation take a toll on the communities. That's not what we want to do.
2: All right. So so, when- so uh, it's actually fascinating what he's saying, Larry. So they'll initially start shutting down maternity care. That'll leave southwestern Pennsylvania without labor and delivery services between Jefferson Hills and Morgantown. That is ridiculous. And then, so then they have this affiliation planned with UPMC. Do you not, sir?
3: We do. And we went through a process where we looked at a a ton of different potential partners. And ultimately, we feel like UPMC is the best partner for us.
2: Hey, um, is it fair? Because this is what I'm reading that the attorney general's office and by the way they have they have the right to regulate these things and in the ftc and look at these things but but is it fair for me to say that they've asked for millions of documents that would take years to produce is that fair
3: well between the attorney general's office and the ftc they've done what they call a second round document request and that requires us to produce many documents on our side we've so far pulled over 4 million documents uh. And I can't speak for UPMC. I'm sure it's a multitude greater than that. And we're in the process of submitting that information to the uh, state and federal government here at the end of January. I think UPMC is gonna take them a little bit longer just based on their size. But the time and effort to do that, the legal expense, it's atrocious. And so you're absolutely right. They have the right and the ability and the obligation to review these kind of um, mergers and consolidations. What you hope, though, is that they don't arbitrarily block what's a good deal for our community, for our organization, and for our patients.
1: Man. Well, we appreciate your candor, Brooke. We're yeah, gonna we're going to keep you here. This. We're going to
2: keep him on here. We're going to bring in uh, a guy from the uh, PG who wrote an editorial of supporting what you're saying. This is Brooke Ward, the Washington Hospital president. Uh, can you hang with us, man? Absolutely, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm going to be down there later. Uh, I uh, have uh, bitten into this thing. This is obnoxious. I didn't know this. Did you know this, Larry? I had no idea until I saw this article. It's, it's scary. Download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, anytime.
1: Take us with you wherever you go. We'll keep you updated on important news, weather alerts, and even high school basketball this time of year, a game of the week every Friday night. Hey,
2: man, that scares the hell out of me, that that Brooke Warren, this guy, is the consummate professional, uh, the president of Washington Hospital, saying "A uh, 30% of hospitals are close in two years in America. And think Brooke about Ward is the president of Washington
1: Hospital with us. And also, Brandon McGinley from the Post-Gazette. Brandon,
2: good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Man, um, you sent me a text that is actually a, is brilliant in that you wrote this piece about this that, that, quite frankly, caught my attention and scared the hell out of me. But you sent me a text that's actually brilliant. Not that UPMC needs a white knight, but I, I think they're being treated shabbily here. Kind of yeah. tell me what grabs your attention about this. <clears throat>
4: Yeah, sure. I mean, um, the fact of the matter is, is that all of the incentives in kind of America's rather broken healthcare system are, uh, are, are tend toward consolidation, and um, and the fact of the matter is that uh, the options on the table. For rural hospitals, independent rural healthcare systems in Washington uh, County, despite a lot of folks on the South Hills only thinking of it as Peters Township, Washington Hospital is officially, by federal standards, a a rural hospital. Um, The options on the table for uh, for hospitals like this that serve a poorer, older, sicker population um, are uh, consolidation or closure. That's it. There's no third option until there's a radical reform of the entire system. Um, and when those uh, consolidations are held up, not just for months for the basic due diligence you'd expect the government to do, but potentially for years, that leads to worse outcomes for patients, for workers, for everybody who the government claims to be helping.
2: Brooke Ward is the, the president of Washington Hospital. So, Brooke, is it fair that, to say that the FTC is asking for detailed information on every patient encounter, both inpatient inpatient? and outpatient since 2019 and every insurance payment made to any patient, inpatient or outpatient since 2019. Is that fair, sir? Is that accurate? That's accurate. And that's only scratching the surface of what they've asked for. Come on, man. That's insanity. Is it not, sir?
3: Well, that's the reality of the situation we're dealing with, which is why we've had to pull so much information and it's resulted in over 4 million documents having to be pulled.
1: And what are are their monopoly concerns at this point, Brooke, do you think? Because obviously that's behind the genesis of this whole process.
3: Well, I think the argument made nationally is when hospitals uh, consolidate and merge, it drives up health care costs. But, you know, and I understand I'm biased, but if you think about it practically, Washington health system joining UPMC is not going to practically have any influence over the next United contract. That uh, UPMC has with United Health Insurance or Aetna or Cigna or any other. And frankly, the driver of healthcare cost in America is pharmaceutical costs and device manufacturers. It's not physicians and hospitals. Our rates are fixed. So I think people look at this data and want to blame hospitals and physicians. Matter of fact, we're the scapegoat for everything that's wrong with healthcare, but it's really not. And so that's where the blame gets pushed. That's where um, the government agencies like to look. But yet, um, you know again selfishly and biasly they let healthcare care uh, insurance companies merge and create huge monopolies in our country you can list them I've named a couple in this segment already and that seems to be okay but somehow our uh, situation might not be and that's a shame
2: hey Brandon aren't they in essence trying to shut them down by asking them for four million documents just for starters right
4: uh, yeah I mean I, th- I think that there's a theory oh. my, I would speculate that there's a theory that if they can gum up the works on this um, on this consolidation. Perhaps they could force the Washington Hospital to pick a different suitor that might be more politically palatable. Um, but uh, you know, the FTC is at least as likely to have concerns with, say, AHN because the AHN has the Cannonsburg Hospital and UTMC doesn't have significant operations in in Washington. So it seems like even if the in- even if there is some uh, even if the intent is not to force the closure of the hospital, the result will be that.
2: Wow. Um, Brooke, this is a fact, man. There are thousands of people listening that if this doesn't come together, this affiliation, are you seriously saying you could be gone in two years? Gone, sir.
3: I think that's a a potential real possibility. I mean, obviously we would do everything we can to delay it. We would shut down service lines um, and that would delay it, but it wouldn't put off the inevitable. And, you know, we'd start to see the organization bleed out. And as uh, Brennan said, you know, there are other potential suitors. But the fact remains, when we went out to the market and got proposals, UPMC was the only one to guarantee to keep services in place for the next decade. They were the only one to guarantee to hire everybody, literally everyone. They were the only one to keep health care quality in place. And so, yeah, there are other suitors, but the deals were worse. It was a bad deal for our community, bad deal for our employees, and a bad deal for our
2: patients. Hey man, isn't there a a public hearing that I think people should go to tomorrow? Is that tomorrow, sir?
3: There is, the uh, State of um, Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office is having a a hearing on January 18th tomorrow at 2 p.m. at W and J, where I'll be providing some testimony. There'll be some representatives from UPMC providing testimony as well. And then there'll be opportunity for the public to um, provide uh, feedback to the Attorney General's office as well.
1: Brooke, appreciate you being on today. Brooke Ward, President of Washington Hospital, and Brandon McGinley from the Post-Gazette. Good luck tomorrow, and thank you both for joining us on the Big K Morning Show today. Thank you for having me on.
2: Thanks, gentlemen. Keep us posted. man.